Hi there, and welcome to the ATS Podcast with me, Will Brown, and John Salisbury, where we break down chunks of health and fitness information into bite-sized pieces, remove a bunch of the noise, and just leave what's relevant. Uh, today, Season 2, Episode 45, we've got Advanced Strategies for Muscle Hypertrophy. Yeah. What one are you going for? It's more than just picking up weights and putting them down. It's, it's at this point. Um, so, I suppose... Um, if we're taking just regular weight training without any kind of changes um, as your norm. Mm-hmm. Um, some advanced stuff we've worked with is the interset stretch um, stuff. Mm-hmm. We're putting that in an advanced bracket. So essentially, for people that don't know what that is, you would... Um, calves are probably the easiest one to explain. You do a set of calves, like uh, either on like a weighted like calf raise machine or just on a set of stairs body weight, dumbbell, whatever you would normally do. And then rather than like getting to chill out and um, rest and then go again, you would um, just sit in the bottom position with a stretch through your calves and then immediately repeat your, into your next set and so on until you're done. So let's say you do three sets. it would You wouldn't get to rest until you're done the whole thing. Um, they're pretty disgusting. And the idea is that you produce more um, kind of lactic acid throughout the phase and you get more kind of um, building blocks as it were for your muscle to build up, up afterwards um, if I'm right on the vague reasoning behind it um, yeah I mean you also I'll get the we bleat on quite a lot about the old um, stretch under load kind of hmm. part of muscle contractions being like something to consider when you're looking at technique for growing muscle and when you deliberately take not only a dynamic contraction set just like a normal weightlifting set where you you go up you go down like you you muscle shorten muscle lengthen under load and replace the time off that you get in between with just more time under stretch <laughs> like yeah it's gonna be a tad more hypertrophic than when you just you know take that off what was interesting that i saw recently i think it was, was it in one of the maths articles that came out it was from someone of that. It, they were saying that actually there was a study that came out that interset stretch might not be as good as everyone initially thought because, in no surprise to anyone, is is effectively you can handle less training load oh, yeah. because you have to stretch in between. Mm-hmm. So they're especially in larger muscle groups, you're maybe better off just lifting more. If that so like oh yeah quite possibly say on like a lying quad extension you stretch in between mm. you might only be able to manage like half the normal load you would um so therefore your like overall training load of your like workout that day is going to be for ease half than what it would be if you didn't do the interset stretch um so it's like an interesting thing to consider. It's like not you shouldn't just change all of your training over to interset stretch because it's just far superior to everything. Mm-hmm. It's a bit like everything. It's kind of well utilized, added in every now and again, yeah. and allows you to not lift as much load and still get a significant training experience. Yeah, it's very much good for like a seasoning type thing when you're wanting to like give yourself a bit of variation that's yeah. still difficult. 
Like, it's not like every... Yeah. No, I don't think anyone would be advocating for training, like, every set of every workout over towards no. it. But, like, especially for... I find it quite useful for when you want to get an effective stimulus in a very short period of time. Yeah. Uh, which leads me very segue-ish over to the one I would pick, which would be, like, a myo set. Like, myo sets or myo set matching and stuff like that, which is uh, from... What was his name? Borg, Borg Fagili, or something. His name was. I remember. It's like vaguely Italian sounding. I can't. I can't remember the the dude's name. The uh, yeah. where instead of doing like a typical straight set pattern, it might be uh, three sets where you are stopping maybe two reps from failure, uh, and you do three sets of that. Uh, you get three indistinct, like distinct sets of work time under tension and you get the added like approach to failure um however the first if your sets wind up in the range of like maybe 15 reps or so the first half like maybe 60 65 percent of those reps are going to be pretty cruisy like they're not going to feel very fatiguing and notably things get way more fatiguing almost exponentially as you go on and then you run out of gas um but those reps near the end of the set where you are really quite struggling and quite close to failure apologies my phone alarm's just going off um are also more hypertrophic than the ones that aren't really that hard uh, specifically i believe because they recruit a whole bunch more muscle fiber because you need all the fibers you can get to to work to get all this like very hard set complete and the idea with these kind of myo sets is that you essentially just milk out the those last few reps over and over again so you would have one set where you go maybe one from fail on an exercise so you do one set you might get something like I don't know, 15, like 16, 17 reps based on my previous kind of thing. You get like 17 reps and then you briefly stop if it's on like, again, this very much favors machines and non-free weight options just because it's easier to manage. You like rest briefly without getting off the machine for five breaths, 10 seconds, and then crank a few more reps, like two to three more reps. And you have a target of total reps you want, like total kind of bouts of rest pause you want to get. So you maybe do two further bouts where every one of those two or three reps is going to feel like the last two or three reps of that first big part of the set. And it's just going to give you that extra little boost of those very close to failure, high recruiting set, uh, like reps in the set. And it's gross. Yeah. Uh, um, I think the other way you can organize it, I believe, is you do one working set close to failure. You then use one or two other, you typically do one other set and you rest pause until you meet the total amount of reps you got on that first set. So if set one was like 20 reps on the chest press or whatever, and that was like, you may, you got me, you could maybe get one more rep on that exercise in that set then your subsequent sets you just do one more set and then set two maybe you get to like 15 because again fatigue is like fatigue is 
exponential when you do closer to failure stuff, so the likelihood you can just yep. flat out repeat it is very low. You get to 15 and you're like, I'm pretty cooked. And then you take the five to five breath pause, then you do a couple more, then you take another pause and you do a couple more, and you essentially repeat that until you match that original 20, and then that's you. Yeah. So how often would you like think about using that? Because as we've discussed, it's quite fatiguing. <laughs> It's kind of the, literally the whole point. Oh yeah, um, but like in maybe if you're doing a split, it can be. And again, we're talking advanced things, so advanced considerations apply. I think. Mm -hmm. Um, if you're someone who has trained for quite a while, um, if you're an amateur trainee that is just very interested in being jacked and strong, and you're kind of like looking for a hypertrophy thing that's more kind of titillating, a bit more interesting to do, you maybe pick it for the body part focus of your current block once a week and then do the other like session or two sessions depending on how frequently you're training the part normal straight sets with variations that you like so you just have one of your three sessions a week be this kind of myo rep like myo rep match format um another place where a lot of these come in handy is if you are somebody who maybe travels quite a bit or you happen to be traveling and you're in a different gym than your normal gym and the equipment is a lot more limited these intensity techniques can help make equipment that you might not otherwise find very useful like incredibly stimulative yeah like if you're in like a hotel gym and all they've got is one of those weird like chest press row like multi-combo type things and normally you'd just be like bro i just want to do some fucking dumbbell bench like that's my that's my big that's my staple for my chest stuff and you're like well i guess yeah. i'm stuck with this like, you do, like, a couple, like, a, one real hard set and a myo rep match second set, and then some, like, increased range push-up or some stuff, like, your chest is cooked. Like, you don't need any yeah. more than that. And that's, like, a really cool way to make do with very minimal stuff. I was about to say, just thinking about it, I actually dished out quite a lot of this in lockdown. That was, uh, it was a big staple. Yeah because you just keep the kind of fatigue cooking so you don't need to worry about trying to get stimulative straight sets with exercises that are very limited and very easy. Uh, you got another one? Um, not not that I put in like really advanced. Again, it all depends on where someone's... Some things will feel advanced to someone, as in adding like just tempo working if you're very new. Mm -hmm. so that would be a standard like three seconds down three seconds up or five seconds down five seconds up or holds like a five second hold either on like say on bench on your chest or just off um for some people it's probably an advanced strategy i don't think um if you've been training for a while you've probably done a lot of them um but nothing else that i'd put in like super advanced things like that no uh, I would chuck. Um, I would probably chuck occlusion, like blood flow restriction stuff. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Quite like a bit of that. That's quite advanced. Yeah. No, definitely. The um, occluding being like you use either specified like ties that you can get, or just like wrist wraps, or anything that you can wind tightly around a joint that that is like tolerably comfortable for a small period of time and easy to get on and off. You don't want to be tying like a double hitch knot. Uh, yeah. because then trying to get it off is difficult especially if it's on your arms um but you essentially restrict your body's ability to clear 
metabolic byproduct in the midst of the set. So I'm sure everyone listening to this has done a set of bicep curls before. Like you get midway through your bicep curls, your arms start to heat up, gets kind of burny. You get to the very end, it feels like your arms are full of sulfuric acid and it is horrible and burny and you essentially just want to put the weights down as soon as possible. Um, blood flow restriction stuff just inhibits your body's effectiveness at getting rid of that stuff. Uh, which is gross because it means the burn almost doesn't leave because you keep the things on. Um, it does mean you get a very stimulative workout with way less weight because you're way less effective at repeating effort effectively. Um, but I think the main one that it's meant to be good for is that there are byproducts that get produced as well as the acid. Um, uh, metabolites that are specifically good for signaling muscle growth, which are typically also removed along with the byproducts that make the pain the pain feels. Uh, however, due to keeping them in or inhibiting their removal, you're getting a much longer exposure time to those beneficial metabolites. The downside being you're also in an acid bath, <laughs> and it sucks. <laughs> yeah. Um, really great for training when injured, uh, especially if you're someone who likes to push really hard, um, but you happen to be injured and you can't just like use weights that you would regularly use. Uh, you can do that kind of stuff and it will kind of tickle the, that kind of part of your brain that enjoys the difficult because uh, it is really quite gross, but you need so little load to make it effective. Um, the only bad thing is it's really not very sustainable. Like they t the, the the benefit from that tends to work for maybe a block, like one run of four to five weeks of training, and you adapt to it like really quite quickly. Yeah. Wonder if it's got any carryover into like aerobic, like lactic tolerance type stuff. That'd be kind yeah, of you could definitely yeah. use that as like uh, a niche, or it feels like you could definitely use that as like a niche to. Um, because lactate tolerance training can take a while to like get going before you're starting to feel that burn. Yeah, especially if you're so really you could, quite fit as well. Like, yeah, because you you're just so efficient. Probably speed up the get in there quite a lot. You fancy doing a fucking uh, like a Zwift block where you just like BFR up your your legs and just go for some like low no. HR runs, <laughs> low HR cycles, <laughs> just do I, hills exclusively that's... occluded. That sounds absolutely horrendous. <laughs> Bad enough as it is. Oh, but imagine the first one you do when you take those off. Like if you did like a, a three Superman. or four week, yeah, three or four week hill block, just like permanently occluded, and you take them off, and it's just like you've got fresh legs the entire way. <laughs> that would be wild. I don't, I don't think some... anyone hates them himself enough to try that, to be honest. True. Every every single human who goes to our gym is incredibly lucky that we don't have anywhere to run the prowler occluded. I'm just saying oh, that right that, now. That would add, oh my, that would be <laughs> that would great, be but fucking horrendous. The biggest leg burn in the universe. <laughs> that would be yeah. so gross. I really want to try it now just to see how mega oh. it is. I'm so sad we don't have anywhere to run the sled. I know. Imagine do, the quad so pump from doing like backward sled drags with occluded. Bog that's absolutely bogging. That would be ferocious. I feel like you're fucking, yeah, yeah that would be a skin splitter. That'd be awful. Um, but yeah, those are probably advanced strategies. Uh, yeah, hypertrophy stuff. Um, modern periodization as a general concept for hypertrophy. Very good. Should probably look into that. It's probably too big a topic to explain in 
like it needs a thing of itself. Uh, but yeah, that's pretty much it. We will catch you in the next one.